Dan Pickley, Vince Morata. Pickley and Morata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings. Jeremy Chanel, myself, and Eric Ruby filling in here. We're going to talk to a special guest here. John Bloom, Suns broadcaster, joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. John, how's it going? It's going well, Jeremy. I'm glad to be with you guys. I uh, just stepped out of a, a frenetic volleyball tournament here downtown at the uh, convention center where my youngest has uh, been playing. This is three straight days of it. So I, if I don't hear you, it's not because I'm not paying attention, but it's because all of the teenage screaming that has uh, entered my lobes over the last three days has actually made an impact on my long-term hearing. So what's been more exciting and frenetic over the past uh, couple weeks? Is it volleyball or is it basketball? Definitely basketball. Now, I'm glad I get to be here for my daughter. But, uh, you know, I was just telling Lauren, uh, I missed a a bunch of this action with uh, traveling with the sun. So when I'm in town, obviously, I'm going to take full advantage and be there and and support the family. And uh, so, yeah, it's both. I'm I'm glad I get to be here for this. I'm also glad it's ending today. (laughs) And I'm I'm excited that, uh, well, we're going to have a a basketball game, but not till Friday. So still a a few days off to, to rest, recuperate, take advantage of this break, recharge the batteries and get ready for a stretch drive that's going to be as exciting as any that we've had here in the Valley. Well, how would you rank this as far as Suns history for these final 20 games in terms of excitement for yourself, John Bloom? <laughs> Personally, um, it's up there. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, getting a chance to call the road games is uh and uh, what I've been, you know, working for for decades. And so to, to have that chance to do that, and then I've lately I've been filling in for Al doing home games as well, uh, just getting to call play-by-play for this group is living my dream. So then you talk about the success that the team could potentially have, and that just makes it all the sweeter. I, I was just talking with some, uh, you know, teammates of my daughter's, uh, you know, parents and talking about how when they win you're just talking about a 14 year old volleyball team but when they win everything's better right winning does make everything better it doesn't cure everything but it does seem to make everything better and i think that uh there's going to be a lot of winning for the phoenix suns in uh in the near future now does it mean that they're going to run the table and win everything they've got uh, no they've got to get used to each other and uh we have to understand that that's going to take you know maybe a little bit of time uh and that's what these last 22 games are going to be about for Monty Williams, his staff, uh, for for KD and Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and everybody else to kind of, you know, feel each other out, find those rotations, uh, build up the confidence, stay healthy, and get ready for a playoff run that I think, you know, the expectations for this squad will be as high as they've ever been. John Bloom with us, uh, Phoenix Suns broadcaster on the Arizona Sports Line. John, I, I wanted to get your take on the bench because we talked about this last segment about you know how they're going to be able to gel as a unit, and obviously we're, we can talk about that with the superstars as well, but specifically the bench going into the playoffs, what you think so far. Yeah, again, that's a process because we're going to have to figure out who actually is going to get time. Monty's not going to be able to play 12, 13 guys. He's going to get it down to nine, maybe nine and a half. That's not a half person, but that's, you know, in the rotation uh, where one guy might play, uh, you know, some games, but not every game. You're not going to 10 deep. Uh, I think that's his goal for the playoffs, but I think it's going to be a process over these next, uh, you know, couple months to figure out exactly what that looks like. You know, there have been guys that have stepped up this year that you probably wouldn't have expected before the season started to be in a playoff rotation. But uh, because of the way that they've played, they may end up, uh, you know, 
getting part of that. But there's also the idea that now you've bought uh, or you brought in Terrence Ross in the buyout market. Uh, there's a potential that you bring somebody else, and I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But, uh, you know, Terrence Ross is a guy that immediately saw a role when he got here. I don't know if that means that he's going to have that role in the playoffs. And I think Monty Williams is still trying to figure all that as well because you still have campaign and Landry Shamit that you're yet to bring off the injury list. And those are two guys you definitely expect to be in your rotation. How many, if any, do you have coming off the bench as playoff locks right now? People that you look at and you say that person will be getting run for the Suns come playoff time. Yeah, I think it's, uh, again, it's hard for me to peg that down, Eric, because uh, things have changed so dramatically. It's been a dynamic lineup all year long. Monty and his staff have have looked at matchups, but they've also obviously had to deal with the injuries. So because they've been limited uh, to certain groups, they've ended up giving maybe some guys more time than they expected. And because of that, uh, they, they might actually give it more thought with regards to whether or not they're going to enter that rotation. So can I give you a solid number right now, Eric? I know it's a bailout. I'm totally bailing out on this one. No, it's I a- don't know. I mean, it's, it's also way above my pay grade to make those decisions, but I will say that I think they have a lot of good choices to make. And, and frankly, the one that ma- matters most potentially to me is campaign. And I think a lot of a lot has been lost on that because we've just been focusing on everything else and all the other positions. But you guys remember how huge of a role he played when they made their run to the finals and how important he can be uh, as a change of pace guy and as a guy to run the show when Chris Paul isn't out there. So I still anticipate him playing a big role for this team. I'm hopeful that he can because I think it'll make him all the more dangerous. Chemistry talk. We're going to keep talking. We're going to keep on this topic real quick. Uh, how do you think the stars will fail, will fare together now with Kevin Durant possibly coming back this week? Yeah, I don't have any concerns on that one, Jeremy. I mean, first off, Booker and, and KD have been talking about this for a long time. Chris Paul as well. Those guys all go back. Um, you know, maybe the the one guy in this group that that doesn't necessarily have the connection with KD is DeAndre Ayton, but I don't think that's going to take much time because I think with KD being out there, it's just going to open up things for DA. You've seen it over the last few games. DA's already, uh, you know, feeling pretty solid with regards to his role in the offense, uh, and I think that that ends up making him more engaged defensively and attacking the glass, uh, but again, I mentioned how important I think campaign is, and I'm going to stick with how important I think DeAndre Ayton can be, because a lot of the focus is going to be on Booker and Kevin Durant, and certainly Chris Paul setting the table, but DA is going to be a huge factor in this whole thing. So when it comes to the chemistry, I think that's what we're going to be watching. We're going to be seeing how it works, how they can engage him early, because obviously Obviously, you want to get KD the ball. I mean, the guy can shoot from any place on the planet. But I think at the same time, it's important to engage DeAndre to get the most out of him early. We've seen that so much through his career. It's nothing that is unusual for a big man. Uh, and I think that the Suns understand that just as much as I do. So I think that, that that's going to be a focus for them on the offensive end because then they know how much they can get out of him on the other end as the, as the anchor. And that's the other thing on the, on the chemistry side of things. We always focus offensively, but I do think – the defensive chemistry is something to look out for. KD, 
What is he going to bring to the table with regards to that side? He is better than I think a lot of people give him credit for. He can defend the rim, uh, obviously with his length, but he can get out there and defend guys that are smaller than him too and stay with him. Not as much as he could when he was younger, but he still can. So I'm excited to see what that element is for this defense as well because, you know, again, Devin Booker, an underrated defensive player. Chris Paul, a guy that's going to get steals. He's uh, he, he quickly moving up the ranks. He passed Michael Jordan in his last game, so he's now third all-time in steals, and he can still do it. Uh, he doesn't obviously have the foot speed that he had as a younger player, but he still is effective on that end. And then you got to have the big fella, uh, you know, engaged, and we're going to have to wait and see who that fifth starter is that, that kind of fills that gap. Uh, wanted to follow up on the DeAndre Ayton stuff. We were talking about this yesterday, me and Eric, about how DeAndre Ayton might be the best center that Kevin Durant has ever played with. If you take a look back at his career, you look at the Thunder, Serge Ibaka probably, I guess you could put him in there as a center. He's more of a power forward, really. Couldn't you think of anybody else that is as talented as DA that Kevin Durant has played with at that position? No, it's a great point. Um, yeah, certainly Serge, when they were in their early years in Oklahoma City, he would play five. He would be a shot block and a rim protector, but he still liked to spread the floor, like you said, uh, and, and hang out on the perimeter offensively a lot of the time. So that's an element, though, that we might see uh, the Suns employ because you want KD to be able to go to work in the paint sometimes. So uh, I think from that standpoint, that's why uh, Oklahoma City was so successful because you consider they had Russ, they had James Harden, and KD all attacking, and then you got uh, Ibaka just basically cleaning it up and playing defense in the middle. I think that's the best center, but I think that D.A. is definitely going to take that mantle, and I think K.D. is going to be super jacked to have a big fellow like that to play alongside, and I'm interested to see how it works because I do think there's going to be times where they kind of take turns uh, in the lane and uh, and being able to operate in their comfort zones down there, but as you know, Kevin Durant, like I said before, can shoot all over the place. His spots uh, are not just like the elbow or uh, you know 15 feet away. His spots are all over that floor. Well, John, we really appreciate the time and you taking the uh, seconds away from your daughter's volleyball tournament. I know she's got a game coming up here soon, and good luck to her. And uh, have fun the rest of the season calling these games. It's, it's really been fun to watch and listen to. Well, thank you uh, for having me. And, uh, yeah, thank you for letting me rest my eardrums for a little bit <laughs> here and then uh, enjoy uh, getting in there and, and uh, you know, cutting your teeth for, for uh, Vic and, uh, and Vince. I, I know you guys are doing a great job filling in, and uh, I look forward to joining you whenever we get a chance. John, thanks so much. John Bloom joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line.